0: It is no accident, it is deliberate. I am a huge fan of ABBA, uh, that I pick the title, Thank You for the Music. I've been singing it all week. But just to say, we are not working our way through ABBA's back catalogue. Okay? Much as I would love to, but we can't. But we will be exploring one of the instances of music in the Bible. And to be honest, there are loads to choose from once you start looking. And the first reference to music is found in Genesis chapter 4, verse 21. Jubal was the father of all who play stringed instruments and pipes. And as a guitarist, I like to think that the stringed instruments might be a guitar, but you you may need to convince me otherwise. There is instrumental praise to God in Exodus. After God had parted the Red Sea for the Israelites to flee from the Egyptians, Miriam goes and grabs a tambourine and leads everyone in an act of worship. David played his harp, To soothe Saul when he was going through a dark episode. And after sharing the Passover meal, Jesus sung a hymn or a psalm with his disciples before they went out to the Mount of Olives. When Paul and Silas had been flogged, thrown into prison, and put into stocks, what were they doing while they were in prison? Singing hymns to God. And if we fast forward through the New Testament to the book of Revelation, we read this verse. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing. To the one seated on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And of course, worthy of a mention this morning, there is that very famous incident of a brass band circuiting Jericho seven times before the walls fell down. Hallelujah. You're not circuiting around here today, are you? Mm-mm-mm. No, that's good. So there we go. And get this, get this. God loves to sing too. There is that fabulous verse in Zephaniah, Charlie, we know it very well. The Lord your God is with you, the mighty warrior who saves. He will take great delight in you. In his love he will no longer rebuke you, but will rejoice over you with singing. If you forget everything else I say this morning, will you take that away with you? That God delights in you and rejoices over you with singing. And as a denomination, Methodists, often referred to as born in song, are known as enthusiastic singers. And singing is still an important means of learning about, sharing and celebrating our faith. In fact, the brothers John and Charles Wesley first realised the power of singing to strengthen faith when they were caught in a terrible storm as they travelled across the Atlantic to Georgia in 1736. John Wesley feared for his life in the midst of the storm and as he walked around the ship, he came across a group of Moravians worshipping God in this very same storm and they weren't, in the least bit, afraid of perishing. And we also know that John's brother Charles wrote in all about 6,000 hymns, and many are still sung today, not only by Methodists, but by Christians throughout the world. And that's okay, isn't it? You don't have to be a Methodist to sing a Wesley hymn. So with that in mind, Let's explore the music of Psalm 150. Now, there are different types of psalms, so it won't surprise you to know that Psalm 150 falls in the genre of praise. The entire psalm is one of praise. It's a very simple psalm. That's not why I chose it. It just happens to be a simple psalm. It's short, It's just got six verses. You could probably learn it within a day. But in those six verses, we have inspiration and enthusiasm because the psalmist encourages us to praise the Lord not once, not twice, but 13 times. And it's as if we are lifted into the eternal world of worship, of unlimited praise to God who is unlimited in his greatness. And it's important to notice here as well that there is no mention of a crisis and the psalmist isn't asking for protection from an enemy. In fact, the psalmist isn't asking God for anything. Put simply, this psalm is pure praise. Praising God for who he is because God alone is worthy of praise and his people are encouraged to praise him. So you may say, well, I get that. So why do we need to praise God? Well, in short, the psalm suggests because of his acts of power, because of his surpassing greatness. We acknowledge the power of God's grace, what he has done in creation, in history, in the redemption of the world. And this isn't just about God's actions, but it's about God's being too the kind of God he is. And so we celebrate his love, his compassion, his generosity, his faithfulness. And so the psalmist says it is God and God alone who is to be praised. And he suggests that we praise God in his sanctuary. Well, that's temple language. But we celebrate God in church But also, the psalmist says, and in his mighty heavens. So basically, there are no limits. You can praise God anywhere you go. And the psalmist looked at an orchestra of God's people. And there is no instrument to be left out. There's brass, string, wind, and percussion, and they must all join together in the praise of a God who is so great. And the point is actually that anything you have can be used to worship God. And Psalm 150, as we know, ends the book of Psalms, and its final line is this, let everything that has breath praise the lord what a fitting conclusion to the conclusion to the entire book of psalms everything that has breath should give its praise to the one who gave it breath so praising the lord is everyone's business and every breath that we have is a gift from God, and we express our gratitude by using it to praise him. The very breath that he gives us, we return it in praise to him. The Bible commentator F.B. Mayer wrote this, your life may resemble the Psalter with its varying moods, its light and shadow, It's sob and smile. But it will end with hallelujahs. If only you will keep true to the will and way and work of the most holy. So who should be praising God? Well, everything that has breath. You, me, and all that has life. All that breathes. And all that breathes brings us full circle, for all creatures worship their creator. Music is so much a dimension of praise. And it's my guess that if you came to a church service and no hymns were included, you would go home feeling just a little bit shortchanged, And you'd probably feel that you were unable to fully participate in the worship. So it's no accident that part of our tradition of worship includes music. And so we praise God through sound, but we also praise him through the movement of our bodies, as Miriam praised him with tambourine and dance. If we stop and think about it, our worship is filled with movement. We enter, we stand, we sit, we rise, we go forward, perhaps to lead prayers or read. We move around the sanctuary to share the peace, which we will do later. We move forward to receive communion. We kneel, we stand and we sit again. And we may even be persuaded, and I've seen it happen here, to dance and sing as we are praising the Lord. And so we praise the Lord with our voices and with our bodies. We praise the Lord in word and deed. There's a phrase that you'll have heard before it says, It's not how you start. It's how you finish. Is Psalm 150 the great finale to the book of Psalms? Because certainly it depicts a celebration that encourages us to praise the one who surpasses all greatness. But in the great scheme of things, Psalms is not a finale. Because we live in resurrection times and we look ahead to Revelation. Then I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing. Brothers and sisters, I suggest we are only just warming up for the big event, aren't we? We're just warming up. For the big event. We are preparing to join in the symphony of unrestrained praise. And what praise it is trumpets and harps, tambourines and cymbals, dancing feet, and let's not forget our own voices. All of these are used to praise the God who created heaven and earth the God who saved Israel through his mighty deeds the God who defeated sin and death once and for all and raised Jesus Christ to life again we've got a lot to give thanks to God for and with the psalmist and all who have known pain and sorrow. We rejoice in the triumph of the God of life, and we join in that chorus of the psalmist. Praise the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him with trumpet sound. Praise him with clanging cymbals. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And so I ask you today, what is it that you want to praise God for? Amen.